The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across me is the one, the only, the beast herself, Tammy the Sasquatch Underwood. Say something. I don't know. I, my, <laughs> something. My brain freaking stopped. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Usually it's like, say, girl, say hi, say rough, say, you know, say something. No, my something. brain. My, my, <laughs> something. My, my hi, mind everybody. is weird shit because all of a sudden, I'm like, what does a penguin taste like? It's <laughs> out of nowhere. Still, I'm all, huh. You know what? I have known you now, I think it'd be, yeah, towards the end of this month, it'll be two years straight. And from day three, <laughs> I you you have been asking me that. Have you ever wondered what a penguin tastes like? I'm like, uh, no. You should. All right, so we got call two um, from our uh, calls with Todd Colehip. Let's get into them, all right? All right. Tell Link. And I'm back. I was going to say, since we were so rudely interrupted by time phone calls from prison. <laughs> Gotta love it. I mean, it's like having sex and all of a sudden the mother wall shows up. You're like, shit. Um, <laughs> or the kid you know, wakes up, right? <laughs> yeah, because I ain't going to do that in front of a kid. There's a reason why my door had locks on it. Right, it, right. It, it, yeah. I, I mean, the kid's going to learn sex ed. But not from me, and sure the hell not till she's thirty six. <laughs> um, hey, I used to I used to take her around to my friends, and they would laugh and like ask her like, "So what what's 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 Todd gonna do on your first date? He gonna chaperone? What does that mean? He gonna have a sniper rifle on him? <laughs> Damn right! You touch my girl, you you." you but I'm going to tell you, I taught that girl a couple of holds. You know, I took some martial arts, and I mean, my, my version of martial arts is I don't want all that fancy shit. Right. I want to break shit, and I want to get back to my weapon. Right. I don't want to, we're not, we're not going to play this long, drawn-out sparring shit. Yeah. I'm big on knees, I'm big on elbows, I want to smash shit and get back to my weapon. And I mean, I taught Kylie a couple things, and I'm going to tell you, if she listens to me and kept kept it in her head... Whoever decides to put his hands where they ain't supposed to be, he's going right. to lose one of them. Well, yeah. Um, you know, but I was going to I was going to get her a GPS tracker <laughs> and put a GPS tracker in her phone because you got to have. I'm I'm big on duplicating everything. Mm-hmm. One's not enough for shit. I mean, I got two guns. I got two girlfriends. I got two cars. You get the point. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, it, no, no one's going to hurt that kid. But, right. yeah, I was big on, uh, um, yeah, no, no. But, no, if you, uh, if you, weren't, if you weren't doing messed up shit, mm-hmm. I may get mad at you. I may get right. mad at you. I mean, we might have some pretty wild words. And there's a lot of guys that, honestly, I came across that I probably got pretty good grounds of putting them, in, you know, put them on a milk carton, but I didn't. Right. You know, I'm not hot-headed. I'm not hot-headed. I'm more, um, I plot. Right. If I don't have a good, if I don't have a good position, I mean, I, sometimes you got to work with what you got. Right. But if I got a half a chance to put the odds in my favor or less out of favor, 
Uh-huh. I'm going to take it. Right. So I tend to think along those lines, and I believe training beats everything. Right. Train like you fight, fight like you train. And you yeah. do this. I, if I have a problem with one person, we're probably going to keep it to just words. Right. Words only. If, if you are being an asshole and you brought your friends or a weapon comes out or it's a, just any of that kind of shit, I do not stop until everybody is down. Everybody is a threat. Right. I've been there too many times. I don't mind four against one odds. I don't. I don't mind six against one odds. After that, it's a little it's a little much. Right. You know, but I mean as far as what I can handle, it depends on who I'm going against. Right. But uh, I, I'm not hot headed like that. And as far as it goes with uh, my victims, I mean, they always want to show everybody it's not the fact that what I did wasn't wrong. I accept it was wrong. Right. But what they don't want to show you is, is their long criminal histories, the crap they were doing. I mean, Johnny and Megan had a, had a criminal list literally several type pages long. Scott, right. Scott had issues. Scott had issues with uh, uh, converting salvage tiles into real tiles doing fraud. Sherbert, the mechanic, had all kind of history with drugs and, and violence towards women. Right. You know, it's funny how guys. It's funny how guys want to beat up on women, but when a guy shows up, oh man, I don't want no problems. Well, maybe you should have kept your hands off of her. Right. I'm a little bigger. I'm a little bigger. Come play with me. I like. I, I like this game. Well, see, uh, Scott and I were talking this morning too before you called in that, you know, because um, we were talking about the Holly Udy thing. It's like, but your victims were people who, um, like, did you wrong, like stabbed you in your back or you know what i mean they weren't it's not like you went out there you weren't a sexual sadist you weren't like somebody who you know got a thrill from killing at all and everything it was just yours were a means to an end it's like they did me wrong that's it you know it's like you know fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me type thing you know you weren't going to give them that second time i've been hurt too many times in my life my family took great pleasure in beating the shit out of me at every waking moment for any excuse possible. Right. I've been tied to trees. Uh, I've been beat by tied to trees. I mean, my grandfather tried to hit, tried to kill me with a pitchfork. I was going to say, didn't your uh, grandfather fought, beat you with a cattle prod too once? What, from the time I was five to eight, he thought it was great fun to, to zap both me and his daughter with a cattle prod, which is a, like a, like a taser. Right. Um, uh, from the time I was eight older, he would snatch me by my hair, tie me to a tree, and he would take a take a riding crop or a belt and beat the shit out of me. Wow. And if you can cry and if you can cry and scream, you clearly haven't learned your lesson. So until you stop screaming and crying, the beating's not going to stop. Right. I will tell you that my 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 pain threshold is off the chart. Right. That's all you can do. Hell, yeah, my family beat me harder than that. Let's let's do this. Well, see, and I mean, Scott uh, and I both came from abusive uh, backgrounds too, and I remember that if I cried, I'll give you something more to cry about. It's like, dude, do you not think I'm crying for a reason? But yeah, I mean, I know what it's like to be like in that situation and shit. And you, I'm, yeah, you learn to. I mean, because when I turned 18 years old, 
you know, because I had gone through uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, all that shit. I said, I, you will never do that to me again. Nobody ever will. You know, I mean, I didn't get to the point where I, like, you know, did all that. But it's like, no, do it one time. That's all it's going to take. And you better make sure I'm down <laughs> because it's on. When I was a kid, the, the only abuse I didn't have was sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, physical, verbal, emotional. They took great pride in knocking a kid down. Oh, yeah. I became very, sh- I became very shy. I was very insecure. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be around anybody but animals. I didn't want to be around anybody because everything in my life was trying to hurt me. Yeah. Then I went to prison. Mm-hmm. Then I went to prison. And for the first couple of years, I mean, I was in gladiator school. If it came near me, I took a tuna can and a sock, and I would beat the shit out of you. Well, Arizona is yeah. one of the toughest prison systems, too, from what I hear. Arizona and New Mexico. You know, because they got the El Norte's and the MM, you know. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. I had no problems there. Yeah. Now, when I was a juvie, I mean, I'm in an adult prison as a juvenile. Right. And I mean, every damn day you're into something because if you're not fighting today, you're going to be fighting tomorrow. It just oh, yeah. happens. Yeah. Then I hit the then I hit the adult yard, and I'm swinging a tuna can of socks, smacking guys in the head until some old man comes up and says, "Dude, seriously, stop with the can. Uh, seriously, stop walking up on me. Back the fuck up. I don't know what you guys are doing." Right. I mean, they were telling us in the minors unit every day, you're going to get, you know, you're going to go to the adult yard and, and the adults are going to are going to rape you and they're going to oh, fuck yeah. shit out of you and they're going to take all your shit and, you know, you're going to be somebody's fuck toy. Oh, yeah. hell no. So when I came out in, in the adult yard, I was swinging the can of sock at anything that, that breathed funny. Right. And he's like, stop. I'm like, no. When you guys, when you guys back the fuck up, I'll back the fuck up. And they finally got me after several weeks to calm the hell down that everybody wasn't out to get me. But I'm going to tell you, I was like a damn feral animal the first couple of years because everything was a threat. And that is exactly what we read in the reports that it's like you were, you acted out until like you were 21 and then all of a sudden it's like mainstream, you never got in any trouble again. And I was like, oh, you know. I don't think I was even 21 with the last one. I mean, I think I was younger than that. But, I mean, uh, once I realized it wasn't that, that dangerous right? and people stopped coming at me, I realized the world's not out to get me. Right. But trust is a real hard, trust is a real hard thing with me, which right. is why I've never been married. Um, I have a hard time with trust. Uh-huh. And I've had, I mean, my own family tried to kill me a couple times. So, right. quite honestly, I've had a real hard time with it. And then when I finally realized I have some, you know, I, I, I got myself some self, self-confidence. I put myself in college. I, 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 I hit the weight pile. I had jobs. I used to change jobs every couple of years to learn new trades just to have a, a skill to do something. Right. I have no tattoos. I didn't get affiliated with anything, even though I was in a very heavy Aryan Brotherhood world. Oh, yeah. And... But, I mean, I couldn't have called a cold. I mean, everybody there, all these big gangsters. I mean, there was, you know, Ronald Jackson, also known as Raider. He was one of the head of the Crips, but he was over, over, over the blacks. You had Tony Alzua, who, who was head of the, of the of, uh, M.A., Mexican Mafia. Yeah. And you had, you know, all, all, these, all these white boys, Aryan, all up and down my hallway. Yeah. All these big names were all over this damn place. Yeah. And... They looked at it. They could not raise their kid. 
They could right. not raise their kid. So they decided to raise me. Right. And it was it was kind of wild, but they you know, they they had to teach me that you got to give respect, to get respect. This is how mm-hmm. you act. This is how you be proper convict yeah. with the kind of mentality of you 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 got to you got to oh, yeah. be this to make it. Right. And but if you but if you fuck up, we're going to slap the white off of you. So well, don't do it. Don't don't be stupid. Yeah, and I learned yeah, because there is a convict code that people don't understand. And nowadays it's even worse because of all the drugs and the snitching, you know, and all that other crap. That, you know, there's a difference between a convict and an inmate, you know. An inmate, an inmate is almost a derogatory term. It's, it's yeah. me talking down to you. Yeah, exactly. Convict code is very simple. Don't snitch. Yes. Don't steal. Exactly. You know, pay your debt. Pay your debts. Mm-hmm. Stay in your own damn lane. Yep. Stay in your own lane. Mind your own business and yep. keep your word. Exactly. If you exactly. give someone your word on something, it it, it, it should be etched in stone. It should right. never be violated. If you exactly. don't mean it, don't say it. Exactly. And see, and that's just it. It's like, because, I mean, everybody knows I got in trouble when I was 18 and I was in prison when I was 19. And I literally had people take me under their wing and be like, you know what? We don't want, because I only did, I got sentenced to four years, 11 months ended up doing three years, 11 months, and I got out, never went back again, because all these people said, we don't want to see you back in here, and they took me under the wing, I mean, officers, you and still see your girlfriend? <laughs> Scott, he brought it up, um, I, I, no, she actually OD'd, but no, and it wasn't like that, but that's a different story, <laughs> um, Okay, we don't really care that it wasn't like that, but we want you to tell us it was like that, oh, okay. just well, like yeah, I okay. will tell you. <laughs> we, uh, the, the guy that you're with, and that's me, by the way, uh, the guy that you're with, we are always your first, your best, and your biggest. That's right. That's right. No. Now, I don't give a <laughs> shit if that's, we don't give a shit if, if you've had 87 boyfriends and, and, and we got tiny dicks and, and you know, you, you don't remember <laughs> when you lost your virginity. Right. But we want you to lie to us and tell us. <laughs> the, the truth, and which is the truth, is lie to us. We weren't here to lie that time, right? I mean, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was—I uh, had a lot of people take me under their wing and were like, you know, we don't want you. And I—I I didn't do anything to get in trouble because, first of all, I wasn't going to stay longer than a day longer than I had to, um, you know, because I—I didn't want to be there. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it comes down to all that crap that, you know. There is a code that you live by, and if you live by that code, then you will pretty much be you'll okay. Be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Nobody will. Me- nobody. When you show up in prison, nobody really wants to mess with you. You've got people who are looking at that they think they're the predators, right? And if you act like if you act like you are prey, you are prey. Oh yeah, exactly. Do not do not do not do the stupid shit you hear someone says. Oh, go up to the biggest guy in prison uh, no. and hit him. All you're going to do is get the shit knocked out of you, and everyone's going to go, damn, that was a dumb move. Yeah, that's county jail bullshit. That's not prison shit right there. <laughs> exactly. Go yeah. in, sit down, go to chow, keep mm-hmm. your mouth shut. Yeah. Don't don't eye fuck anybody. Just, just do your damn time to walk by, and you will be fine. Yeah. Nobody wants to take, no one wants your ass. Well, you know, I want your ass, but that's another subject. Right. No, I know that. Nobody wants your ass. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. Oh, you know it, baby doll. You know it. <laughs> but um, but 
there are enough punks in prison that those who want that homo shit are going to find that homo shit. Okay, yeah. you're going to find what you want. Mm-hmm. If you're not about the homo thing, go about your day. Okay, right. Uh, you know, back in the day we had magazines. Now everyone's got a cell phone. You can dial up, you know, casting couch and whatever the hell else you want. God bless that couch. <laughs> um, but oh, you know what I'm talking about, Scott? Oh yeah. Dude, no, I do, man. I, I watched an enormous. I want. I have an unhealthy addiction to porn, but not just any porn. And it's got to be freaking weird as shit. And then I get those videos, and it traumatizes. Which is the whole me. reason why I watch weird porn, by the way, because I, I send the weirdest crap to my friends just to have them go, dude. Like seriously, what the literal fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like you need to be talking to your counselor about this. What you sent me, not right. Like you need Jesus or something, dude. He needs more. He needs an exorcism. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, and it's true. It's like I mean, when you once you get acclimated to the thing. I mean, because like I said, I've watched a lot of movies, and my prison experience was nothing like those. But you know, I adapted. Well, see, I kind of wonder if Jesus is getting laid, and he busts a nut, and in the process of this, she yells out, "Oh God." Does Jesus think he's busted? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm going to use that one. Oh, my God. But, I, but you have to analyze shit and go, wow, I wonder what. You know, everybody <laughs> wants to talk about Jesus, but nobody wants to take it from the point of the lion. I mean, look at how they live. Damn. <laughs> you know? I know, it's. <laughs> Sorry, I have issues. I was digging out my phone at okay. the same time, but that's okay. <laughs> it, it's okay. I'm going to hell. I, you know, I, I, I'm from Arizona. I like the warmth. It'll be okay. It's I a mean, dry I'm entirely okay with it. <laughs> it's a dry it, heat. It's a dry heat. <laughs> and I will tell you for the record that I am going to be going for management. I definitely think I have some skills in the management department. And, um... Yeah. yeah, I'm going to try to run some shit over there. I was going to say, you'll be second in command because Scott's already got the, the leadership role there. <laughs> I've done so many fucked up things. Okay. <laughs> you do understand I, I don't mind having a coup. There's a reason why I can't be part of a, of a motorcycle club. You know, I know quite a few Hell's Angels, and there's no way in hell I would have made the cut because there would have been some very unhealthy accidents. <laughs> and I would have been president of nobody by Thursday. Right. Because um, I, I don't take orders with the damn. I don't. Not I just, don't. Well, I was going to say, not just Scott, but I've heard stories. So. <laughs> but I'll tell you, there were a great bunch of guys. We used to hang out, you know, they'd be at the strip club and we'd, you know, play, you know, pass a hoe. You know, I'd have a bunch of cash on the table. The girls would come to my table, then they go to their table, and they go back to my table. And I met one in the bathroom, you know, leaving out. He goes, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, pass, you know. I'm going to go back and get them. And they're like, you do realize all that money's coming to us. I don't give a shit. I've been having fun playing pass a hoe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I sent beers to them. They sent beers to me. We had a good old time. Good, good bunch of guys. Really are. Um, I get along with everybody. It's like in here. I get along with all the real people. I, I thought it was funny the internet came up with all this, oh, 
you know, what ha- you know, he's going to go where the big guys are. Well, I'm 300 pounds. How big do you think they're going to get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the irony, you'll, you'll love this. Guess who my roommate is? Oh, I, I know this one. Go ahead and tell him. Okay, because I, I definitely, this is some ironic shit. So I kind of move this guy in my room. He's okay. He's okay. Uh, I haven't punked him out for real. I just like to give him a hard time on an hourly basis. Uh, you know, no penetration yet. So, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> biggest word in the English language. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Um, but, so we, we turn around, and he, he doesn't want to tell me this. But his mom told him not to tell because he didn't think it was going to be, you know, in his favor. I find it funny as hell. I take no offense to it. Come to find out, his brother is dating Kayla. Oh. Which is really no big feat because Greater Upstate has dated Kayla. But she's now living with him. And, you know, for all the money she made on me and all the money she made on the bike shop and all the money she made... And, and all the GoFundMe, and her ass is broke, and she's living with somebody who is also broke. But is she still with that guy that got the she got the DV charged with? Oh no, no, he he's he he's five five eight fiancés ago. Okay. Every four and a half months, she gets a new fiance. It's a new guy, and then she runs on to the next one, the next one, the next one. Gotcha. Okay, and you know, to each their own, which is why. When she wanted to be my mistress, she got pissed off, and I told her, no, I don't want you as a mistress. I want you as paper way. Right. You come by, we fuck, you get your money. Actually, she got me just putting the money on her, on her Bank of America. I didn't even have to give her the cash. She's like, will you just put this in the account for me? Yeah, sure, come by tomorrow. I'm sure my balls will be filled again. Um, I love return visits. If you, you do know that you know, if, you, if you get like nine tickets, nine holes punched, you, you can't blow jobs free. Oh yeah. Um, Don't ever use that against me, Scott. I oh no, swear that's. To God. I was gonna say. I thought you had punch cards and coupons over there, Tam. That's, now, 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 I'm learning now more and more know. about you. But, she, I but yeah, I, I I pay her and she did that. But either way, she is now dating my roommate's brother. So of oh, course. Wow. I had to say something. I had to be. I had to say something funny about this. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, if uh, if uh, he's gonna fuck my girl, then I'm gonna fuck his brother. <laughs> Which of course put my roommate freaking the hell out. I was That's like, yeah, hilarious. yeah. I, I used to sleep with her. I'm like, yeah. Well, your brother got lost his virginity too over this. So you know, keep it up. <laughs> but uh, no. And you wonder why in six years. I've had a single wound for three of them, and in the other three years, I've had seventeen roommates. Oh wow! They just don't like. They don't. They don't. They don't make inmates like they used to. I yeah. break these. They're, 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 I just break them. And by yeah. break them, you know, <laughs> break you them break them, like and then you break them. No. <laughs> no. Hey, I am doing my part. I am doing my part to lower recidivism rate because I can tell you, after living with me for a few weeks, your ass does not want to come back to prison. Well, you know, I I can see that. Nope. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> but no, I mean, like I said, it's 
you know, because like I said, we were talking about how, you know, so that kind of takes us back to the whole, you know, the whole motorcycle shop th- incident, you know, because, you know, there there were certain things that happened, blah, blah, blah. And I know the media says one thing. So, you know, I don't know if we'll have enough time to cover it all today, but we can get started on it. So what what led up to that? Let's talk the about that. The bike shop, the bike, which by the way, the bike shop was not even my first murder, but we'll get to that another time. But I had gone and I met these two individuals, Scott and Brian. Uh-huh. Scott's the owner. Brian was the manager, but he liked to play that he was a partner. I don't care. Uh, when I met them, they seemed like a, a, a nice nice couple guys, and they were doing a raffle for a motorcycle at the Music Hall Main, which is a, like a summer-long festival they do every Thursday Thursday down in the town, uh, the center of town. Okay. You know, music, live music, lots of beer. You know, then later on, everybody gets laid. Uh, it's a hell of a good time. So, um, you know, I had met them there, got their business card, and one day I was out driving around, and I'll be damned if I didn't find their shop, which is out in the BFE, out in Chesney, out in the middle of friggin' nowhere. I mean, you got cows to the left and peach orchards to the right. There's nothing right. out there. Um, it's the most what-the-hell place to have a... a, a, a a dealership for Suzuki, and nobody was ever there. I mean, the place was always empty, but yet they claimed they were doing a million and a half dollars worth of business a year. I don't see how. But either way, I went out there, and I convinced my grandfather. You know, he was he was feeling kind of guilty for being such a shithead, so he gave me my thousand dollar deposit to go get a bike because okay. I needed to have a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I, I swore if I had an if I had a, a cross rocket that Asian cooch would fall from the sky, land on my seat, and I would just be in total bliss uh, of Asian coochie, just everywhere I went. Clearly, I did not understand that Asian coochie is not an option you can get in the southern region, and it was definitely a, an add-on package that I could not afford. Yeah, it, it, didn't, it wasn't available. I was, was going to ask how, how popular ask. is that in, in South it, it doesn't. What, <laughs> it doesn't Asian exist. Coochie? Yeah, it doesn't Asian, exist. Asian coochie is popular everywhere. Huh? <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. It is popular everywhere. Even Stevie Wonder wants some of that shit. <laughs> and he can't even see it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> That's an upsell, damn it. Um, <laughs> and I went out to the bike. I went up to the bike shop, and I, I decided to buy a bike. And I told him, look, I have never ridden a motorcycle in my life. I have no idea how to drive this thing. So I need a starter bike. Give me something that I can, I can learn on, and I'll come back in a couple of years from now, and I'll buy a, 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 a faster bike. Right, that makes the most sense. That's what I do with my motorcycles. In your wives. But so we moved in, and and. and I was just putting a laugh on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Upgrade, get it? Um, <laughs> but I went ahead. But I went in, and I, I, I told what I wanted, and they ended up selling me a Suzuki GSX-R750, which was like the race bike of the frigging year. Oh, basically shit. Basically everything I should not, basically something I should never have been on. Yeah, no shit, well, man. I, I don't know what he... 
I don't know any better, but I'm like, yeah, that looks like Asian. Asians are going to like that. Hell yeah, we can, we can do this. You know, uh, hell yeah. So I bought it, and I actually went up there, and I went to take possession of it. Uh, I, I couldn't, they had to put another one together for me to come in crates. So I came back the next morning, and I had already signed the paperwork, giving them $9,000. It was now, you know, my bike. And they tried to give me instruction on how to drive it. And they gave me every instruction that made no sense. So I'm either popping, popping the clutch and going airborne, or I'm stalling it out. It was getting dangerous. So they had me ride a, a little uh, trail bike in the uh, the field next to them, which was like a Honda 80, this little itty-bitty, or Honda 60, this little itty-bitty thing for a kid. I mean, this thing was so damn small, I felt like I was trying to suck my own dick. Okay, okay now, this, this, that's this no way to learn, man. Because you, you need a bike that, How to you know. How your own dick or ride a bike? No, uh, that's, that's a, I don't know. I, no, to, to, to ride a bike, because yeah, with, with any bike, you, you need it no. to be tall enough to your feet touch the ground comfortably, and they're not, like, buckled. Well, you can't shift, and when you go to turn around, you've got your knees so damn high, you're such a high center of gravity that all of a sudden now you want to flip, you want to, you want to fall over. I'm like, holy shit! You know, I'm at that time I'm like 225. There's no way in hell I need to be on this bike. So we ended up talking into uh, my mom's boyfriend, who later on became her husband, number eight. Uh, he talked him into bringing the bike to my apartment. And I would just learn how to ride it in the apartment parking lot. Okay, no problem. Well, on the way home, uh, my grandmother, we get the call, my grandmother just died. So I didn't get to ride it for a couple of days. I had to go take care of family stuff. Then it was raining. And then I'm trying to learn how to ride it, and I'm having a hell of a time. Uh, I got frustrated, and I went back out to the bike shop, and I told him, I said, look, I, I think I made a bad, bad purchase. I said... I still want a bike. I just don't think I need a race-type bike. What if I bring it back and we work out a deal where I can get maybe a cruiser, something I can learn on, learn how to shift before I start trying to, like, go airborne. The thing like a fighter plane without wings. I'm going, right. oh, shit. Well, they thought it was funny. I'm like, all right, well, we're talking about, yeah, we might do, we might do it. All right, no problem. And I left. Well, on the 14th day of me having it, somebody stole it. And I come back, I come out the parking lot, and I find it. The, just my, my, my uh, park was laying on the ground and no bike. Ah, shit. So I call the cops. Cops come out, and the cop is a total asshole and tells me, oh, well, that's a damn shame. I didn't get it. I didn't get a chance to give you a ticket yet. <laughs> you prick. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, they write it up. Insurance comes, you know, a week or two later. And he wants the, uh, the keys when he writes up his report. And he's like, well, we don't see this too often. I went, see what? He says, both keys. I said, why would I not have both keys? You know, for a guy who did 15 years in prison at that time, I really didn't spend any time learning new crime. I'm, I'm good. I didn't want to steal nothing. I mean, when I first came home, I didn't jaywalk. I was scared that anything would send me back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the only the only problem I had was underage women because I looked so damn young that I had to, I mean, I, I looked, the, the photo you see of me wearing that, that orange sweatshirt. Yeah. I look like I'm like seven. I'm 30 in that photo. I'm 30 in that photo. 
That was oh. my exit photo. Everybody thought I was like 17. No, that's 30. So I go out. I go out to the grocery store, and, and the cute little girl was like 16, like trying to give me her number. And mom's like, "No, no, son, no." I'm like, <laughs> "How old is she? If you gotta, if, if you gotta ask her age, she's too damn young." I'm like, "All right, case in point, leave it alone." So you gotta be careful about that kind of shit, because I'm not going to prison for that crap. Right. So I'm like, "All right, all right." So I, so instead, I dated all the older women in my mom's neighborhood. She lived in the neighborhood of all the women, and all the cougars educated me. And okay, I love cougars. They are they are just freaking awesome. Everybody should just pet the hell out of one. You know, That's cougars are awesome. I I agree, man. And at the end of it, you get a juice box and a, and a lunchable. I'm pretty happy about that. And a chocolate chip. And they will do anything to make you happy. I this mean, is, just that's a be fact. nice to them. At, oh my god. Older women are, are seriously, I mean, everybody should have one. They too. <laughs> That's really in love with Tammy's one. mom. But I mean, you know what? Both of you bite me. Um, <laughs> um yeah, no, because, yeah, no. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> so I went, so I went, and, and, you know, I got, I, I got the, the, the bite back. It got stolen. Uh, the insurance guy tells me that, you know, People steal the bikes, buy a new frame for a couple hundred dollars, take the whole bike off and put it on the new frame, which is the only place where there's a, an actual number, mm-hmm. where there's an actual number, and then they take it down to DMV and get a salvage title. And okay. now you have a legal bike that nobody knows is stolen because now you have new numbers and the salvage title is legal. Well, come to find out, Scott had been busted before. For doing just that, for taking salvage titles and making it in a regular title, because a regular title, you make a hell of a lot more money on a bike, because now you've got a bike that only had a hundred miles on it. Right. I mean, a frame doesn't cost a frame doesn't cost him shit. But working at a bike shop, he can get keys to any damn thing. His father got busted doing a car shop shop ten years before this. Went state's witness. And the father disappeared on the exact same road in 93 that his son died on in 2003. But I got an alibi for that. I was in prison, so I, I wasn't even in the state. But uh, <laughs> his dad, I mean, the shit runs in the family. Right. So, and I mean, they both died on the same road, 10 years apart. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's funny how people don't bring this up. They they just skip right on past it. Uh, it it's amazing some of the shit that people just skip right on by. Um, but I went out there and I got I got I was mad because I heard all over town that they were running. When I, everybody told me after that that they used they run a chop shop and they got busted stealing bikes at Myrtle Beach and they got busted doing this not not, not by the cops but by guys catching them trying to steal bikes and got their asses beat. Okay, well. Now you tell me. Right. So I got pissed off, and I went out to the bike shop. I went out to the bike shop, and I was mm-hmm. angry about it. And I confronted them. You know, I heard they were a bike shop, a uh, chop shop. And, you know, what the fuck, dude? All the man had to say, and this was mostly Brian, not Scott. This was mostly Brian Lucas who, who, who made his comments, but everybody was there. 
the, the uh, Sherbert was there, the mom was there, the owner was there, everybody was there and thought it was funny as hell. And I accuse him of it, and the man goes off and goes, fuck you, we took your shit, what are you going to do about it? And wow. I was like, holy shit, what? So I, I looked at him and go, what did you just say? He says, you heard me. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Well, to be honest with you, I really didn't know. I sure as hell didn't come out. I didn't come out here for a fight. I didn't what? even have a gun at that time. So I left, and I was mad as hell. And I called around town, and I called back in Arizona, and I got an introduction because I didn't know how the hell to get a gun in the South. You know, you go to the paper here, and they got like two shotguns, a hunting rifle, and like a, a, a some bullshit pistol. I mean, they had a couple of Glocks for sale, and they had a couple of. Uh, uh, Smith and Wessons. I was like, I don't shoot that shit. Um, no, I'm good. So I, I wanted, a, preferably a Beretta. I will take a Sig. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a Glock, but I'm a Beretta Sig guy. Right. And I got a connection to go back to 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 uh, to go talk to an arms dealer, which led me to get him a job, which led to more shit, and went from there. But either way, we'll come back to that another day. But the. Uh, I didn't have a gun at that time, so I left, and, I, and then I, I got one. Uh, came back three and a half months later, and I walk in, and I'm figuring, okay, maybe I had just been a dick. Maybe, you know, how would I feel if I, you know, if I, if someone accused me of stealing shit, I'd probably be pretty pissed too. Uh, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I should go back and apologize and make this right. I mean, I'm not getting the bike back. The bike's gone. Uh, insurance paid it off. I lost a thousand dollars, which was my grandfather's money, anyhow. So I'm really not out anything. Uh, a little bit of pride, and that's about it. You know, I've got this. I've got this. The skin of a rhino. I, I, I'm not thin-skinned. I can handle a little bit of. You know, I can make this okay. Screw it. So I went to go to, go to apologize to him, and as soon as I walk in the store, Brian looks at me and goes, "Oh, you come. You come to lose another one." Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's doesn't... okay, jackass. Yeah, challenge, challenge accepted. You <laughs> have just pissed on me for the last time, right? So I went around looking at the bikes. I'm not looking at the bikes, I'm looking at the layout of the building, I'm looking for security, I'm looking for a, a path of what I want to do. And I came back after seven months. After the bike, so I want to be past the six-month thing with be on the client list. And I came back in, fully deciding that I was going to do this. I had left school early in Greenville. Uh, we had a test that day in, in, in art history class. I was already going back to college. And I went ahead and, because my job was not going anywhere, nobody wanted to pay me shit. I was a graphic designer with a hell of a lot of fucking experience and credentials. But once they saw ex-convict on my on, on my on my resume, and the and the, and the time void, you know, the person I replaced, they were making sixteen dollars an hour, which is for South Carolina at that time was not bad at all. Mm-hmm. They gave me eight seventy-five. I got eight seventy-five. You know, okay. this is bullshit. So I went back to college to get another degree. Figured, okay, I got to do something. I'm going to get a business degree, and was actually considering going to law school. But the, we're going through all this, and the, uh, uh, but I came back after seven months, 
I'm trying to get back in line here. Um, took the test at, at, at the college class, left early, drove to Bowling Springs, parked in the CVS parking lot, put my shoulder holster on, and I had a brother 92. I mean, that was something I knew how to modify. I mean, I had changed the whole grips. I had done some, some work on the trigger. I had changed out a lot of things on that gun. Um, I like tinkering with guns. And I like what I refer to as a waste gun. By the time I'm done, trigger's different. You know, mag release is different. The, the, the mag well's been, been uh, bellowed out a little bit. Faster reloads. I know what I'm doing with a gun. Right. So I went ahead and I, I I put the shovel holster on. I got two spare mags underneath my, my right armpit. And I had actually taken a suppressor with me that I had had made at a machinist shop. It's good to know old white people because old white machinists will make some crazy shit. <laughs> right. I, I tried to lie to the man. He, I tried to lie to him, tell him I, I was uh, I needed this for an air for an air gun or for an, uh, uh uh, airbrush. He goes, don't lie to me. He says, I know damn well what this is for. Right. I, like, I just want something I can shoot in my. I want something I can shoot in my backyard, and my neighbors won't say shit. I just want something cool. He says, let right. me think about it. Come back and three days later. Three days later, for one hundred seventy-five dollars, I had a suppressor. I okay. Mean, holy shit! Just the tax stamp is going to cost you two hundred dollars on one. <laughs> uh. The man made it. Made it. Um, it was a hybrid between the the um, M baffles. I'm not. I'm not going to go that way. It's a whole other thing. I, I, K baffles, M baffles, whites. You know, stainless steel screens. There's not that much inside a suppressor. It's not that technical. But either way, he made this thing pretty easy. It worked like a champ. Um, but I didn't have what's called a Nielsen device. This is a spring piston that actually goes when you thread it in. And when you fire the gun, the suppressor grabs the gases and pulls the barrel forward. That problem is, is on Berettas, SIGs, and Glocks, the gun does not want to operate. It locks the gun up. It will not let it cycle to bring the next round in the chamber. It doesn't come into battery. Okay. Without the Nielsen device. I didn't even know what a Nielsen device was at that time. So I couldn't figure out why every time I shot this gun... I could only shoot one round, and then I had to pull the slide back every damn time. Shit was getting on my nerves. But I had one magazine of 147 grain subsonics, which is what you really need to use for a suppressor. If you go below 1061 feet per second, you don't break the sound barrier, and you don't have the additional pop. Or There's a lot more with suppressors than you think. You got to okay. get your speed down. You get, it by, you get it down by making it a heavier bullet. Then I was also shooting 135 grain uh, Federal Hydro shocks, which is what I like. And since then, I've gone to 147 grain uh, with those. But I couldn't find 147 grain, so I had 135s, and then my to the suppressor, I had 147 uh, some Remingtons. That is why there was a difference of ammo. Well, at the last moment, I had originally decided to go in with a suppressor. And at the last moment, I said, screw it. I don't want to keep having to pull the damn slide back every time. So I'm just going to go ahead and do a blitz. Took the suppressor off, said to hell with it, and went back to losing uh, how I was just going to do it. Just go through the whole building, just take care of business. So I put that on. I go out there, 
And when I walk in, there's a guy and his 12-year-old kid at the counter trying to do a layaway on a go-kart. Oh. I'm not going to shoot you in front of a kid. I'm not going to do this. No. I'd rather leave. Right. It's not going to happen. I, I, I don't, yeah. So instead, I was determined that I was going to do this, but I went ahead and went in the back. They're all smirking at me, thinking it was just funny as hell. Here he comes again. I'm like, all right, I got something for you. Challenge accepted. I mean, the man asked the question, what are you going to do about it? I felt it was only fair for me to answer it. Right. I mean, the man asked the question. And I do believe I answered it. So, so yeah, so did you I start in the back and work your way up front, like they say? Yes. What I okay. did is I sat in the showroom, which is actually in the back middle of of the the store, where the back with the bathroom and the offices, you couldn't see the, the, the wall there, so the people at the counter couldn't see me. I okay. went around the back section so that the witnesses couldn't see me any longer than they than they had to because I didn't want to push my luck. Right. When I heard the guy and the kid leave, I never even knew the mom was there. Okay. Seems that she was in the bathroom. She was in the bathroom. I didn't even know that she was even in the building. Uh, I went in the back and I sat there. Well, as soon as they, as soon as they were done with the the guy and his kid, Scott comes up to me and, and I'm sitting on this uh, uh, katana. Yeah, I'm not buying that bike, but <laughs> uh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting on it, and he's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "I, I think I'm doing it." I don't want that damn bike, but I'm trying to buy time and figure out what the hell. Do I really want to do this? Do I not want to do this? I mean, honestly, I was trying to talk myself either into it or out of it. I was really wishy-washy for a moment. And then I just kept, and then, of course, I heard I heard uh, Brian's voice, and I went, no, nah, I'm in. I'm in. We're good. So I told him, yeah, yeah, go ahead and write this bad boy up. So I got off of it, and he called Chris over, and they wheeled it to the back of the shop which was where the, the maintenance shop was. Right. And he had to, like, you know, put gas in it and oil and, and all this shit. I stood around for a minute or two until, it, you know, everybody else went to the front of the store, and Chris is in the back. And I walked to the, the, the black, they had, like, this pla- black plastic, uh, thick plastic door, um, like a fly, fly thing that you could just go right through it. Right. And I went through it. And, I, and he's on the other side of the bike working on something. And I just walked up on him, pulled the gun out. Hit, as soon as I hit the release on I hit the safety on it. And as soon as I went around and saw a sight picture, I put two rounds in his back. Okay. Uh, put two rounds on his back. He hit the ground. I turned around, broke right. And I did a very fast walk towards the front of the store. And I hit the door the black door with the, the back of my hand so I didn't leave any fingerprints and I would hit the back back of the door and as soon as I come to that damn door I guess she had just come out of the bathroom and all of a sudden the mom, the accountant who, who, who ran the store she's right in front of me by just a couple of feet okay. I carry my gun low ready so the gun came up and I shot I still think I shot twice because I always shoot twice I shot her one time in the heart I mean, one round, dead center of the heart, she drops. I I think I shot the, two, the one that more, I only missed out of 18 rounds, I missed four times. I wow. think one of the times I missed, I think I think the round went between her side and her arm. 
because I know I shot twice. I mean, it's just habit. Okay. I mean, and I, and I only missed, like I said, four times out of 18, 6,000 mm-hmm. square foot building, moving targets. Not, not, not my greatest shooting, but not bad either. So I shoot her. She drops. Just as she's dropping, I've got Scott in front. Scott and Brian are running towards me. And I put my, my left hand up just as a block, just in case they got too damn close, and I held, I held the gun back and went to go ahead and start shooting. Brian pushes off of Scott, pushes off of his shoulder to push him into me, and turns around and runs towards the front door. But then okay. he ends up running into the showroom where, where all the shirts and jackets are. Why he made a triangle, I have no idea. If he had just made a straight run, he might have made it. Okay. Scott turns around and runs. And I'm going to tell you, the dude can run his, well, he did. He can run his ass off. The man must have had a track record or something, because, I mean, he was fast as hell. Of course, he also had a hell of a lot of motivation. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you got a, something coming at you like that. You know, but the, I went ahead and, and, and lit him up from behind, and I, and I honestly, I was slapping the trigger. So okay. I only had 10 round max. At that time, I only had 10-round magazines. That was when they had the ban on high capacity. And it probably worked out in my favor because I had to do a mag swap mid-run. So I got two targets running for the door. And while I had hit Scott several times, Brian wouldn't hit at all. Okay. And all of a sudden, he comes from the... He comes from the triangle section, and he veers towards the door to go to the door. I went ahead and swapped magazines, hit the slide release, and started sending again. And by having that moment to reload, I calmed down and got a lot more more on target. When Brian went through the door, I shot him in the ass. I took out right. a tip. And he basically fell in the doorway. And Brian and Scott looked so much alike that for the longest time, I wasn't entirely sure whether it was Brian who got all the way out and Scott was in the door or Scott was out, got outside and Brian was in the door. I found out later on that Brian was the one in the door, but I really wasn't too sure. because I mean, I'm going to tell you, a lot of shit was going through your mind. And right. I mean, you're trying to clear a building that size and make sure that you hit all your targets. You don't miss anybody, but you sure as hell don't want to shoot someone innocent. Uh Right. You've got a lot of shit going through your mind. Okay, it's not a video game. So I reload, I hit him in the, in the hip, and then I get Scott going out the door. He gets out to, the, to the, the sidewalk, and as I walk out there, before I go to the door, Brian's down, down, down the doorway, and I shoot Brian in the head. I'm big, okay. Like I said, I'm big on dead checks. Right. Then I went out front, and Scott looks up at me, and, I mean, he didn't say a word to me. I mean, he clearly knew that I was there to – I mean, I have nothing to say to you. Everything right. I had to say to you, I'm going to say with my sugar finger. I'm going to say with my sugar finger. There's no talk. There's no conversation. I'm done. I, I, I'm, in, I'm putting in work. It's time to go to work. Shot him in the head. Came back in the building. This is where I made a huge tactical mistake. I had to come all the way through the building again. Shot Beverly in the head. <clears throat> and then I finished – by going back out where I started all this and shot Chris in the head. Then I had to go through the building again on my way out. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people had three guns. They had three guns. 
They didn't get. They didn't use them. Um, there was ten thousand dollars cash sitting sitting in the office. I didn't steal it. Right. I know it's it, it's 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 an issue, but for me to steal your money would have been immoral. But yet I just killed four people, and I'm okay with that. So yeah, I've got some issues. I was gonna say I kind of get it, but yeah. <laughs> but for me to steal, I, I just stole your life, and that was okay. Right. But to steal your money or your possessions is just everything I'm not. Right. So I left it. And back then I was broke, and I could have used that ten grand. But I, 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 I walked out the store, I got in my car, I put the gun on, on the floorboard, and I calmly drove out of there and, and left. Um, as soon as I left, this Noel dude who was down there, I don't know who he was, I never met him, he shows up, he, I guess he pulled in after I left. He could have only missed me by moments. Right. And he, find, he finds the bodies. Okay. Um, they blamed everybody but me. They did a sketch. The first sketch they did looked like some weirdo. Um, actually, the sketch looked like Johnny, to be honest with you, except for Johnny at the time of the bike shop would have been a, a young kid. Somebody was wow. like, oh, the photo looks like Johnny. But, yeah, but not 2003's Johnny. Right. The, it, the photo looked like 2016 Johnny. Right. Not 2003, Johnny. Yeah, people always forget the time frames. Uh, people always forget time frames when it comes to stuff like that anyway, so. Huh. Sorry, I was taking so a drink of water. <laughs> I was taking a drink of water. But, um, okay, so, oh, Scott, where is my line of questioning going after this? Do you I don't know, but we're almost at the end of the call time. <laughs> oh, we are? Okay, so yeah, let's. We're at 52 minutes. Okay, so we might want to pick the rest of that up then said have me ask a question and get halfway through it um yeah so basically i mean because the not stealing the money actually kind of makes sense to me i mean and people pr- might want to know why it makes sense but i mean when you're there it's like you're kind of mission oriented right very yeah and you don't want to the only like- thing i'm scared the only thing i'm scared of is failure i mean i'm scared of heights but i'm a pilot Right. I mean, I'm scared of a lot of things. Uh, as long as I have a rope or, or an aircraft where I'm in control, I'm fine with heights. Okay. Uh, but I'm scared of heights. I'm oh, scared too. of a lot of things. I mean, mm-hmm. stepping into a gunfight is not exactly a smart move. Right. I'm entirely comfortable there. Um, okay. That, yeah. that kind of stuff doesn't scare me. I'm scared of failure, and for me too. That's I've always been mission oriented. Once I set a goal, I'm going to achieve my goal. Right. I mean, one way or the other, I'm going to achieve that goal. Right. So. Well, yeah, yeah. and and not only that is like if you took the extra time to do that, who's to say that you know you wouldn't have left fingerprints or any other kind of evidence behind that would have like led them straight to you because your fingerprints are on file. My fingerprints are on file. My DNA is on file. Yeah. When I load my guns, when I load my guns, even in practice ammo, I never, ever open a box of ammo without putting on two pairs of latex gloves. I put on one pair, and and then after I get that pair on, I put a second pair on because the two pieces will will go against each other and take out any latent prints in between. You won't have any, any... uh, imprint 
with that. And if you do have a tear, I'm not going to run the risk. So I wear two pairs of gloves, and I use a magazine loader. Even in practice, when I go to the gun range, I mean, I, I wear gloves to load all my ammo. People are like, well, why are you doing that? I'm like, I'm allergic to lead. No, I'm allergic, I'm allergic to getting arrested. Right. So, you know, I put gloves on. I'm very careful with DNA. I'm careful what I touch. Um, you know, just because I went to prison, I, I, just because I didn't want to be a career criminal doesn't mean I didn't learn all kinds of, kinds of situations. And I tend to be a thinker. So you got a DNA problem, figure it out. you got a, you got a uh, fingerprint problem. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I didn't leave any of that behind. And wow. it wouldn't have mattered if there was a million dollars on the desk. Right. As much as I would have loved to have the million dollars, it's just not in me to steal from you. I mean, yes, I did uh, tax evasion. Yes, I did money laundering. Yes, I did a lot of things. I mean, we sold a lot of freaking guns. But those are a crime where I'm not harming you. Right. Okay, um, I'm not going to take your car. I, I'm not going to steal your money. I'm not going to do fraudulent shit. Um, all this PPP stealing government money, I mean, I'm not going to do it, even though it's pretty much the same when you didn't pay your damn taxes. Right. But I can, I, can think, I, can, I, can write, I can write that off in my, in my mind. I can rationalize that. Is it right? No. Did I do it? Hell yes. Right. But, okay. yeah, I don't steal. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll kill you, but I won't steal from you. <laughs> I was going to say, that kind of makes sense to, I mean, some people be like, what? But no, it kind of makes sense if you think about it logically, you know? It's like, if you're not a, if you're not a threat, if you're not somebody who's doing fuckery, I'm not going to harm you. Yeah. I don't want to put you on a leash. I don't need a sex slave. I've got plenty of women. I, I've, I've got this thing called cash. If I can't get the one I want, trust me, I can get the one next to her. I will find right. a way. Um, am I am I am I guaranteed to get it? Nope. You got to right. put some game somewhere. Okay, no one's you know not everybody goes for that. But I mean, okay. But yeah. I mean, I'm confident enough with my mannerisms. I I'm I'm going to be okay. Right. But I don't okay. need all that. I mean, there's not a sexual connotation with me, Kayla, Megan, or any other thing. So. Have right. I made mistakes? Yes. Did I make that mistake? No, I did not. Right. No, I mean, I, I, I kind of get it. I mean, like I said, we never condone anything anybody's ever done, you know, but at the same time, we can almost see their point of view. Right, Scott? Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. totally. It's like I understand the not stealing thing because I'm kind of a dick, but the one thing I won't do is I won't steal from anybody. And it's only because... Like, you know, and, unless it's your woman, but okay. No, <laughs> please. I don't want to steal from her. Um, no, it's because waste I've been stolen not, from hey, so much. Waste not, want not. Waste <laughs> not, want not. If he wasn't taking care of it, Scott will. That's pretty much true. That's why I'm in love with uh, with Tammy's mom. She oh just says, Tammy doesn't know that her mom sends me fucking sexy pictures all the time. My mom does okay. not. She doesn't. My mom can't even send a photo for crying out loud. Oh, mom. you'd be surprised. She doesn't even know how to take a photo. Oh, yes, she does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, my mom will take an hour to text, yeah. okay. <laughs> you just wait till she comes out here in August, man. She's going to get some hot Scott loving. I fucking hate you. <laughs> you don't have to worry about her getting hey, pregnant ahead of a sec to me. She has, it takes an hour to, to text, okay. Do you know how long it takes us to, to do the alphabet with our tongue? 
I don't want to know, but I kind of know my own, so whatever, dudes. Oh, it's good times, good times. <laughs> Let's wrap up this call before it actually drops. Which, yeah, like the last one. <laughs> yeah, it sucks when it does that, man. We appreciate you calling in. Let's let's pick this up next week. How's that sound? Hello? Oh, I guess it already dropped him. <laughs> it already dropped him. Okay. <laughs> yep, drop. All right. That's the last of the calls for this Saturday. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and I want to address something really quick because we had a listener question about me personally. Remember, you asked me, you said I have to address this on the oh, air. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, this guys go out to, it goes out to a listener who, uh, does, yeah. Yeah, that, go ahead. Okay. Anyways, to answer, because I'm an open book when it comes to stuff like this. I don't care. Yes, I was in prison. Yes, I did th- almost four years. Yes, I had a female partner in there. Yes, we kissed. Yes, there was a little bit more, but no, it was not all the way. Just saying. It's basically neither one of you, like, went downtown and ate the bus. Correct. I mean, and I always say, every time somebody asks me that and I'm, like, face-to-face, I'll go, yeah, I kissed a girl and I liked it, but that's about all. Yeah. Fucking good to know. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully that answers the question. If you have any more, just let me know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium. Crime Beat on Medium or wherever you get your blogs. Go on to Facebook and join Citizens of Brutal Nation. Interact with us. Shoot the shit with us. I promise that, well, I bite, but I've had all my shots. This show's copyrighted 2023 <laughs> by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. And remember, boys and girls, if you're hearing this on anybody else's show or podcast, they're lying, David bastards. We'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Bye, everybody.